بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد المبارك صلى الله الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى has given us life in this world so that we prepare for life in the other world this world is a place where we prepare for life after death the idea that we have a life after death is paradoxical it's ironic and it does not occur to the human being's mind unless something else prompts the mind something else inspires the mind to think this way that there is life after death otherwise ordinary human beings will almost conclude that once we die that is it there's nothing left after that but we know through the superior minds of the prophets alayhi salam and those who follow them and we also know from wahi from revelation that there is a life after death so the 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 idea then is that allah has given us a life here so that we prepare for life over there so this is a place where we prepare as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said ad dunya mazra'atul lil akhirah that the dunya the world this world is like a farm for the next world so what we plow and sow and plant here we will see the fruits over there so we as muslims know you know of kardia i say of kardia dekh le you waiting for the mic you tell her you mean tell her you need to tell her you need to tell her theek yeah so we see this as a place where we cultivate so the appeal of islam should be that islam allows a human being and a person to live here with the intent of living elsewhere also so now you have two lives that you are now leading one life is for here and one life is for the akhirah so this is the nema upon a nema whereas if you did not believe in the akhirah you will be leading one life in hi illa hayatun ad-dunya namut wa nahya wa ma nahnu bibab'uthin this is the theme and the creed of those who do not believe in the akhirah that this is just this life 
we live and we die and we will not be resurrected so anyway this is one thing we all know as Muslims that there is an akhirah there is an afterlife and there is life after death now what we must appreciate here in this context where the situation on the ground doesn't seem to be as rosy as it perhaps was our situation here in this country uh, notwithstanding all the economic benefits we are receiving mashallah this is the ni'mah from Allah and we should seek Allah's barakah and fadl for those ni'mah that is one thing but besides that it seems that our existence and our future is somewhat uh, compromised because of certain situations and certain uh, environmental and political issues that are happening on the ground now we as Muslims we really don't have a history of freaking out we don't fret we don't push the panic button what do we do? we show resolve we show resilience because we believe in the Akhirah we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us something better in the Akhirah and with that vision in mind we continue with what we do in this world as if there is a tomorrow there is another place where Allah's ni'mah will be supreme and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us what he wants to give us from his fadl so under these circumstances what is the road map for Muslims living here in this country what should Muslims be thinking number one and number two what should Muslims be doing so some people may say we need to reevaluate we need to reconsider uh, and we need to perhaps even reconstruct Islam so that Islam now fits into this ideal or this reality on the ground we say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us stories after stories of prophets alayhim wassalam where they came into communities and societies and they did not change the message because the community and society were engaged in different types of vices different types of evils and committing different types of sins the message remained the same believe in Allah and prepare for the Akhirah no matter which period of human history Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent messengers to the context did not change the message so when there was a time of Ad and Thamud where there were giants and huge people and they had economic power and they were exploiting the needs of other people and they had tremendous strength and political clout and they were oppressing others Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Hud alayhi salam Salih alayhi salam with the same message or whether it is the time of Ibrahim alayhi salam where he was a one man campaign 
against anyone who did not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right from the time of uh, his discussions, conversation with his father, all the way up to his discussion, conversation with Namrud, the ruler of the time, who was also a tyrant. So whether it was individual or domestic, or whether it was international, it did not matter to Ibrahim salam, the message remained the same. The message did not change because the context changed on the ground. Then you come to Musa salam, and then you come to Isa salam, and whichever Nabi and Prophet that you choose to read about in the Qur'an, you will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's message was constant, consistent, and what we call monolithic. It was one. It didn't change because people were changing or they had changed. Likewise, from the time of the Prophet Muhammad until now, the realities on the ground have always changed. History always changes. People always change. People go through changes all the time. So simply because we are now faced here in this country as if we are isolated from human civilization and we choose to isolate ourselves from Muslim history. That somehow we have a chip on our shoulder that Islam in America or Muslims in America have to do it this way because they have to adopt to change or go with the times. But that is not the message we find in the Quran and the Sunnah. This is not the message of the Prophet Muhammad What we see is this constant, consistent message that is believe in Allah and prepare for the Akhirah. Believe in Allah, prepare for the Akhirah. Then how do you live here? You live here according to the Sunnah of Muhammad You live your world here, in this world, in such a way that you adopt the policies and the thinking, the mindset, the psyche of the Prophet And you follow his sunnah in your ibadat, in your acts of worship, and in your dealings with other people, and in your seerah, in your behavior, you follow that seerah of Muhammad And that has not changed. And this is the appeal of Islam. Islam's message has always been and remained consistent, constant, and the same. It doesn't change. Yeah. This is the glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beyond the arsh and the heavens and everything else. And uh, He doesn't change. His message hasn't changed. And we in this country should believe the same way. We should be thinking the same way now. You will have to negotiate with your neighbors. You'll have to negotiate with your people who you work with. You'll have to negotiate even with the government. But that does not mean to say that the core message of our deen changes. It doesn't change. Islam remains the same. Now, for that we have a perfect example. Well, as perfect as you want to make it. And that is in Yusuf the Yusuf was there in a non-Muslim land and he became a worker, an employee of a non-Muslim king. That sound familiar? He was under the sovereignty of a non-Muslim ruler. But did he change the message? Yusuf never changed the message. He was the most handsome person alive. 
so handsome that women would cut their fingers just by being amazed and startled at his beauty, handsomeness. Now because he was handsome and he could be uh, someone who might be uh, auctioned for ladies, did he change the message? Not because I'm handsome and I have to vie with this community, with this society, or I, I, I have to do something that shows this community, this society, that shows this people that I'm with you. Did he say that? Okay, I will succumb to these temptations and these desires. Or I will do what you want me to do. Or did he uphold the standard of morals and ethics that every prophet did? And that is that I do not indulge in haram. Nowadays we have an issue on the ground in the Muslim community. Whether we like it or not, whether we choose to speak about it or not, we have an issue. And that issue is that men and women, they do not guard themselves. And the pretext is the context. The excuse is the context. The excuse is we have to do something so that we become amicable, amenable, and we are seen as someone who is with the program. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Yusuf as an example. That you will not find anyone more handsome and exciting than Yusuf <coughs> But he didn't go that route. The route of the nafs, the route of the temptation, the route of sin. He maintained his honor, he maintained his dignity. And he said, I'd rather go to prison, let go of my freedom, for the freedom of protecting my chastity. For the freedom of protecting my honor, my dignity. For the freedom of applying the law of Allah in me. Again, this is, this is an individual's effort. It wasn't at a state level. It wasn't like he was reforming the whole community. It was his statement to the community at that time, in that context, that we as Muslims don't indulge this way. We maintain our modesty. We maintain our chastity. We maintain ethics and morals, no matter what the context may be on the ground. Just simply because we have to honor others, or because we have to vie with others, or we have to fit in with others, doesn't mean to say that you let go of your standards. You let go of your message. That message remains constant. That message remains consistent. Even today. So if Men and women, young men and young women, they want to date. It's very common. And I'm speaking openly. We don't have to be hypocrites about the whole thing. It is common. Period. Just because we have to fit in, then that's dangerous. Then that's a disease that needs to be curbed before it becomes cancerous. That is something we must speak of and speak about in our families, in our communities, in our masajid, everywhere we go. We must say that this is not the moral standard of a Muslim. Now, 
Invariably, Allah saves and protects all people who commit sin. We're not saying that. We're saying that as a theory, as a principle, as an ideal, we say, as Muslims, we don't do this. That's what I'm saying. We don't say that as Muslims we should do this, or we should compromise, or there should be some leeway. <coughs> then that's dangerous. So here we see that this dunya is here, and we are living here in such a way that we are preparing for the akhirah. That what we sow here, we will see over there. Likewise with wine, likewise with gambling. Everything else, the Prophet ﷺ said about wine, لَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَلَنَا فِي الْآخِرَةِ Very simple therapy. Very simple, yet beautiful. He said, it's for them in this world. Wine, alcohol, لَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا It is for them in this world, وَلَنَا فِي الْآخِرَةِ And it is for us in the Akhirah. That should cure every disease in anyone's minds about alcohol, about wine, likewise gambling. Now if you want to vie with the community and vie with the society because you want to fit in, then that's a different issue. But don't do it in the name of Islam. Don't say Muslims should do this. Don't say there is provision for that in the Quran and Sunnah because there is none. The message remains constant, consistent throughout time, throughout history, throughout the history of Islam. That message cannot be adulterated. And it should not be changed by Muslims who come to the masjid. By Muslims who say that they pray five times a day, but they do this and do that. So we as Muslims must be able to differentiate between what does constitute something called a change and what does not what are things that do change and what are things that don't change that is now the issue of the sunnah of Muhammad and the seer of the prophets before us if you look into the seer of all the prophets before us in, in the Quran you go example one example after another you'll see that the universal message is always the same the overall message has always remained the same. Things may change on the ground, circumstances may be different on the ground, the context may change, but the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't change because He is the one who reveals this. He doesn't change and His message doesn't change. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the tawfiq to do what pleases Him the most. Ameen ya rabbal alameen.